Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the birds of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello, everyone. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, a podcast for movie geeks and those of us who love them. I'm Chrissy McQueen, and Justin Winters and I are co-hosting the podcast for the first time in like, what, a month? Something. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Here we are, though. We're here. Finally. (laughs) Poor Justin, you guys. Justin has been asking me to come sit with him to record this podcast for probably two weeks. And... It's always something, you know, like, I mean, if you work or your parent or especially both, it's like, I'm sorry, I forgot to shower for the last eight days and you want me to do what? Okay. Anyway, this is a big mea culpa. I'm sorry, Justin. It took too long to do this. This is the burden I bear for this podcast, guys. He is... Years and years of this. He basically like pulls the horse and I'm the horse and sometimes I'm like, no. And then we get to the water and I don't drink. I'm sorry. I'm like, why are we doing this? Because we love each why? other and we love our six listeners. That's why. Why am I doing this? Because <laughs> you also enjoy it. And otherwise, would we talk to each other? Like, actually, legit question. This is kind of what we do to talk to each other. <laughs> Would we talk if we didn't do it's this? It's hard to get pe- uh, Chrissy's attention is what I'm saying. You know, if, it, if if you don't like set up like an appointment with her, you might not, it might not happen. Anybody who is listening from, to this. From when, when she wakes up, she has a job, which is important, but she's in job mode until, you know, late at night, we finally get the kids asleep. Yeah. And then she has a long night routine. And I just sometimes just like pass out during that. Because it's hard, man. Days are long. You know, for those of you who know me in real life, you know that I am not an easy person to get a hold of or to, you said it's hard to get my attention. And I felt, I felt that deep in my bones, Justin. I'm like, I'm really, really sorry for the 30 text messages I have that I haven't responded to and the emails and people who were like, hey, can we talk soon? I'm like, sure. I don't know when that will happen. I'm sorry. Chrissy has notifications for Every single thing on her phone. I have 23 like text everything, messages. Everything has a notification. Oh my and God. so I've known you so long. I'm like, everything doesn't need a notification. Doesn't phase me though. Oh yeah. It doesn't phase you. Cause you're not, you know, <laughs> totally focused always on. You know, no, no, no. You, to, so to be honest with you, when somebody is like I am, I am very much, you know, a right brained, more disorganized sort of person. Those pop-ups are almost like little reminders. Like, Something will happen and I'll go, oh, a notification. Well, I don't need to check that right now, but that does remind me that I need to go on Amazon and buy blah, 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 or whatever it is. Like I just got one right now. And that was a healthy reminder that I need to respond to somebody about something. See, it works. But it it wasn't all Chrissy. I think we, in the last (laughs) month, we have been through uh, a lot of changes. California, Los Angeles has been opening up. Whatever that means. Like a flower, you have to unfurl it. You know, I feel like we're one of the last areas in the U.S. to open up. I mean, this is true. It's been a long time. 
So that coupled with the fact that our kids finally finished their schooling for that year. Unreal. We went from that to we went uh, camping for Memorial Day, which was pretty awesome. It was an adventure. We promptly all got sick. Not well, from, not from I, COVID, but from like <laughs> various colds and ailments. I didn't get sick. You, you and the kids. You had like a cold. I thought. No, I think if I remember correctly, it was more like general malaise and back pain and stuff like that. But you and the kids were coughing, and Brooklyn had fever, and Camden threw yeah, up. I mean, it was just an experience. That was the first time we had done anything social like <laughs> anything. that in forever. At that point, fourteen months. So, and I've talked to people about this since then. Like, it was just like. A shock to the system. Yeah, big time. A shock to the system. Like it was it was great to see people, but after so so long you're like, I'm tired of talking to you now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think Chrissy Yes. Chrissy did a lot. Like there was always like, Where's Chrissy? And I'm like, I have no idea. There was you were, she went hiding. You were more social than I was. Uh day one I was relatively social and then the rest of the time I was like, I'll be in my trailer cleaning or cooking something and you were out playing yeah. boy games. And then weren't the people asking, like, where's Chrissy? And I'd always be, like, inside wearing a giant sweater. Exactly. <laughs> you had one of the, the snuggy thing that you wear. No, around. it's the, called the comfy. It's the even comfy. better. Seeing Chrissy on the beach. We were camp- camping at the beach, <laughs> and it was, like, 60 degrees during the day. It Malibu. Was cold. We were in Malibu. Cold. Yeah, Point Magoo. Uh, but the best thing about it was everyone remembers Top Gun, starring Tom Cruise, Anthony Edwards, in Top Gun, there's a famous scene where they play volleyball in an extremely masculine way. Like they got the shirts off, they're like the sunglasses, they're like pointing each at each other, but also flexing their muscles. You know, the soundtrack playing with the boys is is just really rocking. Well, imagine that. Okay. But it's like guys in their like forties, thirties, and forties who haven't done anything. Well, in my in my case, haven't haven't done anything close to physical <laughs> like that for over like a year and a half. So we did that and played volleyball, and then played like this other thing called slam ball, which is like oh yeah, a weird like volleyball slash. I don't even know how you do. Anyway, long story short. I pretty much wrecked my body. Yeah. For a good week. Cut cut myself all over my feet. My shoulders were shot. But I really uh I think I stood out as a very tall, lanky dude who's not You're definitely the tallest. Who's not not scared to really uh you know, fall yeah. in epic ways. Can can I just tell you I didn't have a chance to cuz we it's funny we haven't like debriefed each other on this camping experience that was now almost a month ago. But I was really proud of you on multiple levels. I was really proud of you first of all for um not that you're not like usually social, but you really it, you were like extra social this time, which was cool. And uh and for doing all of those physical things like you said like you know you've been home, you haven't been you know doing much and I know a couple of those guys are in your boat too, but a couple of them are not. A couple of them do stuff a lot. And you just said, I'm not afraid to fall. I'm not afraid to, like, it was great. It was awesome to see. Good role modeling for the kids. Well, there was actually no choice. Like, it was either <laughs> stay in the RV with my, my snuggy, my comfy, <laughs> or get out and about. There was no, like, getting in the water. It was freezing. It was very cold. But there was lots of volleyball. There was ladder ball. There was... Yeah. Uh, 
um, the smash thingy. The other thing. Yeah. Kids I, were about. I like playing with the kids, to be honest. Like I played ladder ball with Camden and a couple of the other kids. And another one of the boys kept inviting me to play the smash ball game with him. And I was like, this is cool because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sportsy. So I'll just do this and then I'll hang out in my trailer and occasionally say hi to the wives. Hi, wives. Bye. Anyway, that was awesome. <laughs> and so like the flower opening, we are opening ourselves up to being more social. Slowly but surely. I, d- I have to, I don't know about you. I got home and thought, I'm now good for another 14 months. I'm happy to come back to my cave and wear masks again and generally stay inside. I think you were like that. <laughs> People don't know that about me though. People in my like normal life, you know, work life, social life, things like that. They think I'm all outgoing and shit. They don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know. I like to just be home and wear sweaters. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're like the, um, like the good cop, bad cop, uh, in Lego movie where we're like introvert, oh, yeah. extrovert, introvert. That's extrovert. true. When I'm more extroverted, you have like the, you're allowed quote unquote to be more introverted. And we when got, I, I gotta, need to come back, you got to make it up. You make up for it. Got to balance each other. out. Oh, that's what I feel like this is therapy. <laughs> we figured something out. I know. <laughs> Um, I mean, why would you want to leave this house, Chrissy, when you now have a brand house. new office desk? All right, we can talk about that. Uh, right here next to us. So, guys, <laughs> Chrissy took over. Chrissy took over my closet, guys. Well, I, I no on. longer have a closet. I'm in the closet. So the chronology of working from home was like March 2020. Oh my god, it's an emergency. Let's work from home. And for the first few months, I was like, I guess I'll work on my bed, and then eventually. I guess I'll work on this double sink bathroom vanity because it's the only flat surface without a child on it. No, 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 no. At each point, you you know, you forgot the most important part about this story. At each point, (laughs) you see Justin walking in and being like, there's a better way, Chrissy. Yeah. Get off the bed. No, this is the only way. No, I'm already doing this way. This is the only way. And so we went from the The bed bed to the vanity, to the bathroom vanity. To the, the nightstand, the nightstand, <laughs> and then just this past weekend, the day before Father's Day, by the way, yeah, Saturday, Chrissy was bonking her knees in the nightstand, oh, and I hurts. said, "Chrissy, our daughter's not using her desk anymore. She's not doing, you know, schooling at home. We should just take over her desk and bring it in here." And you're like, "That's dumb, Justin." I was no, like, "No, it's fine." No, no, and I'm like, "Nope," and so. What usually happens is I just start doing it anyway. He, does. he did. He just started in the background bringing the desk in. And But then uh, he wanted to put it like near the foot of the bed. And I was like, we're not going to be able to get by. I don't think this is going to work. And I wanted to put it in my closet, but it wouldn't fit. And then I looked at your closet and I was like, hey, Justin, I measured it. I could fit this entire desk inside the closet. Oh, my God. And you were like, are you seriously kicking me out of my own closet? The day before Father's Day, when it was my idea to take you away from the nightstand so you wouldn't keep hurting your knees, and I'm like, yes. I, I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like I'm Marty McFly in that Polaroid photo, just like fading away, because I, I, I literally have no spaces in this house. They've been taken away by the kids, by Chrissy's mom, by, by Chrissy. Yeah. Like I have no spaces, and so. 
that was like my one like space. I have my laundry there, like my my clothes. Yeah, we have, we have different laundry baskets. By the way, we're one of those weird. I no couples. longer have that space. So what I'm saying is, on this podcast, <laughs> if anyone needs, you know, a house sitter, he's looking to be adopted. Basically, uh, you know, I'm very studious, uh, good good at chores. Did you fit all the, your clothes in in that closet? Is that what you did? Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, we'll we clear go out the half, other one. Yeah. Well, half of them don't even fit me, so I need to go through them. They're yeah. like you know chub justin clothes chub justin oh by the way speaking of like clothes anybody listening to this i would love it if you could weigh in too in the comments and twitter or whatever if you identify but has anybody close talk yeah, yeah for a second how you just mentioned like you know you half your clothes don't fit you how many of you are looking at your wardrobes and thinking i hate everything that i own because i'm there i hate 85 percent of every single thing i have Wow. Some a lot of it doesn't fit me right. And then the things that do fit me are chuggy. Chuggy. Don't use that word. It is though. You, you Z listers. I know. But it really is. <laughs> Z listers. Generation Z. Yeah, I got it. Like I open up my t shirt drawer and I'm like, and it's all supposedly witty quips written on a shirt. And then I open my non t shirt drawer. I'm like, these I, are old. I think due to COVID, we've all realized just like be comfortable. <laughs> like if it if you have to wear a snuggie at the beach it makes you feel good do it because you know the world's on fire guys might as well city on fire, woo, 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 city woo. On fire. um we we haven't gotten to the point where we are comfortable going back into a movie theater quite yet um that's mostly due to the fact that we have little kids that Still are not vaccinated, and oh, they you know, want to be though. They're so cute. They talk about it all the time. They want to go. I um, want to be vaccinated. Uh, I want to go back to a theater. I've watched, but we've watched a lot of TV and movies in the last month. And the best way to probably go about it is let's talk about TV first, and then we'll talk about movies. And I'll kind of like, I've watched a bunch, and I'll like kind of rank them. Cool. Like, worst to best. Type thing like TV, a, what TV. we've been streaming type episode. Oh, yeah. everybody, everybody's excited about that. <laughs> what we've been streaming. So TV wise, let's see. Uh, let's go. Uh, worst. I don't, I don't know if worst to best in TV. Let's just talk about all of it. Uh, biggest thing that we have watched probably on TV. I don't know if you would you consider this, this is a good one. Is this TV or a movie? So mm. on Netflix. There is a new special out. It's been out for like two, three weeks. Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh, yeah, TV. I you would consider say that TV. TV? A special. TV or a movie? Well, it's, yeah, no, it's a special. It's TV. Oh. Why? Do people consider that a movie? I don't know. It's kind of cinematic. I mean, he's not on stage or anything. Anyway. Still. Amazing. Well, he can't. He couldn't be on stage. No, I'm trying to like what what... <laughs> What says it's TV and not a movie? The fact that it's a... Like Eddie Murphy Raw. That's a movie in my my eyes. He's on stage. Is that TV? I, I'm unfamiliar. It's a comedy special. Uh, to me, comedy specials are always TV. They're never movies. Well, what if they were at the movie? <laughs> at the <laughs> okay, fine. It has a theatrical release. Then Whatever fine. it is, it's fantastic. Yeah. Probably one of the best things I've seen... 2021 really yes hmm. i don't think i've seen other other than a an episode of a show that i'll talk about really quick in a second 
I don't think I've seen a bit of media, whether it be TV, movies, whatever, that has kind of zeroed in on like the the feelings that we went through in different ways through COVID, living through COVID. Like if he had a couple <laughs> point in in the special, if he had like a couple kids and that like. I was like, oh, yeah, I, that's exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it is interesting about... It's not a straight, like, comedy special. No, definitely not. Um, whenever somebody... Well, not whenever, that's too broad of a brush, but generally, if you have a, a trauma, it's the further away you get from it, the more you forget little details about it. You know, those of us who live with the earthquake are like, oh, we remember specific things, but not all of it. Those of us who have gone through childbirth, you know, a few years after the fact, are like, that wasn't so bad, I'll have another. <laughs> In this case, it is interesting to see the retrospective of things you may have forgotten were like very early on and like the things he's talking about. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was a thing. I almost forgot about that. And then the further and longer it goes on, then you kind of settle into what you remember of this last year. And now this on <clears throat> the soundtrack's on Apple Podcasts. I've kind of zeroed in my, on my favorite song. What is it? I think it's shit. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be... Um, or Jeff Bezos. Yes, Jeff Bezos. If I could combine Jeff Bezos <laughs> 1 with Jeff Bezos 2, it'd probably be that. But otherwise, <laughs> it's shit, which is just a song about feeling shit. Oh, I remember that one. I think I like White Woman's Instagram. It's pretty funny. White Woman's Instagram. Because it's so on the nose. It's so, so true. That's on Netflix. If you haven't checked it out, Bo Burnham's Inside. Amazing. Uh, HBO Inside Bo Burnham? No. Oh. No, it's inside. Right. You said Bo Burnham's inside. I thought it was inside Bo Burnham. No? I think it's just called inside, but I'm it's his special. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever. Look it up. Google it, Chrissy. <laughs> I am. Google it. I'm trying. Um with one finger. It's hard. One of our family, especially me and the kids, favorite shows. Of COVID, oh, you the were whole right. year and a half just came back this past week. Holy moly! On, <laughs> on ABC, and oh, we watch it on Hulu. But if you haven't seen Holy Moly, basically it's like the wackiest of golf, like mini golf, combined with like people just like eating it, like from Wipeout, the show Wipeout, like bouncing off things, you know, <laughs> flying yep. through the air and trying to grab on stuff. You approve, Chrissy? Holy moly. You know, you guys, you and the kids, that is, watch it more than I get a chance to. But every time I sit, I think it's very enjoyable. And I love... Um, Rob Riggle. Yep, Rob Riggle They have hilarious. two commentators, one, one of which is Rob Riggle, and they're really funny as well. So Agreed. Um, great, great show to watch with the kids, you know. Yeah, family-friendly. Family-friendly. Not family-friendly, though, is a show that I just finished watching the season one of on HBO Max. It's called Hacks, and Hacks stars Gene Smart as a uh, older comedian figure, sort of like a Elaine Boot, not Elaine Boozler, but yeah, she's a comedian as well. Uh, Joan Rivers type, Bette Midler, figure. Bette, Bette Midler, yeah, oh. she did comedy for years, but like stand up. Oh. She's like a she's more like a stand up person, and she did TV anyway. She plays a character like that on the show, who now lives in Vegas and uh, takes on a new kind of writing assistant 
uh, partner who is younger of a new generation. And it's like the whole show is about them, um, you know, working out that difference. And Gene Smart is just like perfect. She's amazing. Also in the show, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore uh, was Christopher McDonald, I think is his name. Oh, yeah. He plays the owner of a casino that she uh, performs in. And they have some like really like spark like older actor sparks. Ooh, there's like a them boomer like chemistry. Drinking, yeah, drinking wine and like talking about the old days. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is awesome. So it's basically like when you see those Facebook memes that go on. That's like if you remember this, <laughs> yes, you're this old, but with wine and smoldering eyes. Yes, cataracts optional. None of those shows are based. I don't know how much they obviously shot some some of it. I don't know how much of it. Um, not are not are based in Las Vegas, but this one kind of is. Oh, so. I'm surprised that's where you were going with that. When you were saying not enough shows are based based that, in Los, Ang- I, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's cool. But I mentally finished the sentence, and I was going to say based in senior attraction. Like it's complicated. Was really novel at the time for doing that. Oh. Yeah, we need more stuff like that. We I agree. We need more Gene Smart, Shooter McGavin, drinking, drinking it up. <laughs> um, Hacks on HBO Max just finished its season, first season. You know, from designing women, Gene Smart, she's awesome. You're blowing up over there, Chrissy. I know, I know. I keep trying to put it down, but it keeps vibrating against my leg. I want to ask you about something that came out on HBO Max about a month ago. Yeah, and it was one of the reasons that. Um, when HBO Max came out as a thing, like HBO Max is coming, get ready, download it. Which, by the way, one of the better it's worth um, it, yeah. St- streaming uh, channels. Peacock, we're looking at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although it's been a kind of like fr- on the fritz, like it like backs out. Like oh yeah, it's obviously not Netflix or Hulu, which are, are my favorites. But HBO Max has really brought it. The Friends reunion happened. Oh, that was great. What did you think of the Friends reunion? It was better than I expected. Yeah? But I wasn't ever a super fan of the show. I was more of a delayed viewership sort of person. Like, I saw it when it was in its first run, but not a lot. Um, So I I didn't have, like, these crazy built-in expectations to be disappointed with. But what they did do, I, I thought was smart. They did a few table reads, not of a single episode, but of moments that each character was known for. Or, I, you know, I kind of hope that the actors also had some agency in what they wanted to do. You know, they did a good mixture mixture of um, old clips and then kind of wandering around the completely rebuilt set, which was cool. That was the best part. Yeah, I like the that beginning part where they all like kind of trickled in and started wandering around the stage, and they're like, "Oh, you remember this? You remember that?" I, I was like, "Oh, I wish it was like just like forty five minutes of just this." Yeah. Uh, James Corden is involved. That's probably the worst part about. I it. I agree, which is unfortunate. Um, but the other big thing, I mean, I'm. A basic bitch and I watched <laughs> every Friends episode uh-huh. uh, ever because it was in the hour with Seinfeld, my other oh, favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. comedy at the time. Mm-hmm. But I got really emotional watching it because um, uh, Matt LeBlanc oh. seems to be like the biggest like teddy bear, care bear of the cast. He was always like, oh, you remember this and like this? And they're like, oh. oh. He's like, man, I like he really... Like you wanted every one of them to come back, every one of them to come back and be like, "This was great," you know, yeah. "This is the best time of my life." And he was like the one who seemed like 
he was always like connected to all of them in some way. And he remembered all the stories and like little moments that happened while they were taping. And, you know, he's like, he's got like a more pop of bear about him because he's carrying some, some more weight on him. <laughs> and so just that whole aspect of him and like remembering everything and especially the them wandering around the set. I was just like, oh, this is great. I love this. Totally agree with you. And two things. I, I remember looking at you one point and going like, who knew that Matt LeBlanc was the MVP of the cast? Like, it, I, I didn't know that. And he clearly is slash was. Um, and also, it, it's funny. I thought of the show that nobody talked about, nobody talks about ever, Joey. That was uh, the Bad. sequel to Friends that was not very good. And... I remember always wondering to myself, like, why did they give him a show? Of all the characters on the show, like, don't get me wrong, I like Joey, but they give him a full show. And now it makes more sense. I have a feeling that he was, you know, very nice, charming, easy to work with. And, you know, one of the six. So they thought, well, if any, we're going to give it to anybody. Let's give it to him. He's great. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. But you're right. It was so cool to see that he remembered everything. And no, Jennifer Aniston didn't remember anything, and neither did Courtney Cox. They were like, I don't know, whatever, cool, yay. I get it. They've, they've done a lot of work since then. Anyway, so that was on HBO Max. Uh, and then the last thing that I've really enjoyed in the last month and I've caught up with, it's now in its season two over on Apple, is a show called Mythic Quest. Oh, you really like that one. So... I was a, I'm a big fan of it's sunny uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of the later seasons, but I like those guys. And then Chrissy and I were big fans of Community. Oh, I love Community. And so, so some of the guys from uh, It's Always Sunny, and then one of our favorite writers from Community created the show on Apple called Mythic Quest, which is basically a workplace comedy set at a video game company. Yes. And it's hilarious. It's it's really, really good. Like, if you like those two shows, Community is always sunny. Um, it's also got, like, a, a little bit of, uh, you know, how a lot of people like The Office because the, they have, you know, all these different characters who have different viewpoints and different personalities. Same with Mythic Quest. It's only in its second season, and there are several different that. characters involved um danny pooty is in this playing like community alum playing the asshole very well uh rob mac mcconnell mcconnelly i can, I can never <laughs> say his name mackel mackel whatever mcconnelly mcconnelly irish i can't say the irish last name sometimes mcqueen <laughs> o'shea oh, mcqueen over here come here and help me with this uh it's scottish <laughs> um anyway he's good uh, Danny Pudi's good. They're all the whole cast is good. And if you like, um, you know, video games, social media, they they play around with that. They had one of the best uh, coronavirus episodes I've probably seen out of any TV. Like a lot of stuff I've seen, I'm just like, ugh, this reminds me of bad stuff. Ugh, they did it in a very inventive, fun way. So. Mythic. I'm intrigued. Check it out. Mythic Quest. You've watched it a lot more than I have. I've I've caught it kind of by proxy if I'm in the room. And it's really short. It's a, you know, 20 like 20 some minutes per episode and the um the seasons are only like 10 episodes and they're now in the middle of their their second season. So oh, nice. It's not bad. Easy. Easy to watch on Apple. All right, let's talk about some movies, Chrissy. Wait, I'm not done. Oh, did you miss some TV? Yeah. Oh. 
It's not uh-oh. on Justin's list. Uh oh. You guys ready for it? I know what you're going to talk about. The finale of The Handmaid's Tale, guys. Bring it down. Got to bring the movie down. Oh, my God. Okay. So I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil, but I'll just say this. So the last two episodes make not just this season, but the entire four seasons worthwhile. Finally. So (laughs) anybody who really watches the show knows that season one was just like you couldn't tear your eyes away because they were setting the scene of Gilead and like how this whole operation works and holy shit, right? Like what dystopian hellscape are we living in? And season two was then, okay, what do we do in that hellscape? It was, you know, like the rats in the maze trying to find their way around the maze, which was equally as compelling. Season three is where it went, I wouldn't say off the rails, but like the mice started chewing through some of the things in the maze and like the person who's supposed to be running the operation ran out of cheese and like it was still compelling because you're like, where are we going with this? But it's not how it started. And then season four started to bring it all back together. And the last two episodes, oh my God, the second to last one ripped my heart out. I, I, I must have watched this 40 second clip of Elizabeth Moss in silence driving a car six times because she's so compelling with just her eyes and then uh for anybody who uh appreciates a good comeuppance without any spoilers the season finale is fantastic lots of comeuppances in there catch up justin get on the train i'm already four 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 seasons behind (laughs) (laughs) this is true hey when do we get the morning show back on apple uh, in the fall, Finally. I just watched the, t- the trailer just came out. Okay, cool. So at least we get that. I'm trying to think of any other shows that you and I normally. Oh, Succession. When do we get Succession? In the fall. Everything's in the fall. Brooklyn has been watching Free Rain, which comes back on. <laughs> she just walked in the door. Comes back in July. Uh oh, that dog's gonna go crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Anyway, are you ready to talk movies? Yeah, now? movies, movies. <laughs> Is this a movie podcast? I mean, it's a what we are watching episode. So so. Yeah. These so I have about ten or eleven movies that I personally have watched in the last month. How do you have the time to watch these movies? I'm I'm sorry, I said that out loud. It was an inner thought. But what, how? Well, let's see. One, two, three, four, five of them I watched with you. <laughs> so in the last month? Yes, oh. in the last month. All right, cool. So yeah, um, and then also we talked about your nighttime routine. <laughs> You get a lot done during that, you know, two the hours. Kids won't leave me alone. No, I'm talking about the nighttime routine once the kids are in bed. Whatever. Anyway. All right. So to make this easier, I'm going to go from uh, least liked to most liked. Okay? okay. And then if Chrissy saw them with me, she can expound upon her thoughts as well. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. All right. First movie that I watched was actually a movie for one of my favorite podcasts, How Did This Get Made? And it is called Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. Wait, like, did you say Abraxas or Apraxis like a speech Apraxis? A B R. A-B-R. Oh, B-R. Okay. I was thinking P-R. Guardians, Guardian of the Universe. Chrissy, oh. check out this. I'm going to show you the poster. Okay. Yeah, that has nothing to do with speech Apraxia. <laughs> I have a feeling they can scream and talk just fine. Um, Jesse Ventura's in this? Obviously, how this get made? Usually it's bad, but this might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. 
for that podcast. I, um, um, I was about to say I was hearing some some yelling outside our door. Uh, I love that podcast, but they pick some of the weirdest movies. Like just like it's almost like a grab bag of what sometimes. And this movie, Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. I don't know why. I don't usually I don't even watch some of them that they they watch, but this one I think was on YouTube. I'm thinking it was on YouTube, either that or Voodoo. Or anyway. It is like someone watched Terminator, the movie The Terminator, and then promptly hit their head, <laughs> woke up, and then said, okay, this is my version of this. It stars Jesse the Body Ventura, and like I said, it is one of the worst things I've ever seen. I think it was made in Canada. It was. It must have cost 10 bucks. <laughs> it is really bad. Or 15 Canadian. It is not even like so bad. It's good. It's just bad, bad. So was this a new movie? It is. Uh, it came out in 1990. Oh, okay. They talked so, like they hot talked, on the heels they, of Terminator. They talked about it for the podcast, right? Um, I do not recommend it. No, it doesn't look like it's something that would be any good. Just looking at the. Also, I have a question. Yeah. What is that, Justin? There's another poster available. Oh where... no, 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 no! That's not for the movie. That's Rift Tracks. Rift Tracks oh. is like. Um, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 people. Okay, because I was like, that's the brave little toaster. And they watch... <laughs> What's going they watch, on? Uh, they watch that. Uh, anyway, bad movie. That's why I'm talking about it and say, don't Two watch it. Two thumbs down. Uh, a, and then, so in the next spot, we're moving up the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Is a movie that I had seen the trailer for and I'm like, wow, that's a really good idea for a movie. And it starts some people that we liked and so I turned it on, and Christy and I watched it. It's a movie called Happily, H-A-P-P-I-L-Y. It stars, um, uh, whatchamacallit from Community. Oh, oh, oh. She stopped Googling over there. No, I'm looking at Happily. Um, what's her name? No, him. The star of Community. Joel McHale? Oh. Joel McHale. Chris you know has already what? forgotten this film that we watched like three weeks ago. No, do you know what I was thinking of? For some reason, my brain blipped, and I was thinking of the one with um, Gillian Jacobs that we watched a lot longer ago than three weeks ago. But no, I know which one you're talking about now. with Joel McHale. Uh, so here, let me explain. So the log line for Happily, it's a 2021 film. It's new. Uh is a dark romantic comedy. Tom and Janet have been happily married for years, but a visit from a mysterious stranger leads to a dead body, a lot of questions, and a tense couple's trip with friends who may not actually be friends at all. Anyway, yes. So the setup for this movie is this this couple, Joel McHale and Carrie, is it Bish? Bish? I'm not sure the, how to pronounce first that. First time I've ever seen her. Bichet, because there's an accent on Bichet? the E. Yeah. Bichet. She was good. Uh, they've been married for like what? Fourteen years, it says. Fourteen years, mm-hmm. and they are still horny for each other. They're just like always wanted to have sex. What's wrong with them? They're you know. <laughs> 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 and apparently, their friends hate them. <laughs> and something happens where they're given the opportunity to change that dynamic, and then they. All go and have like a, a friend's weekend away at the secluded house together. Basically, they went camping, not at the beach, and they did not wear comfies. 
things went awry. Anyway, the trailer for this movie, you're like, wow, okay, that sounds like pretty cool, like an inventive, like a new way to do this. And I think this is one of the biggest movies I've seen in a while where they totally like take a great premise and just like squander it, shit burger it up, like just or, really okay, shit burger it up, really like so. Have you guys I ever? Was just, I was just like waiting for like the turn, like oh man, such a good premise. They really they went nowhere with it, like totally nowhere with have it. Have you? I have a perfect analogy. Have you ever been on a roller coaster and you're at the beginning, right? And you're going uphill, and it's that steep climb, and it takes for freaking ever and you're like clink 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 and then like you see a great view it's all very interesting like oh my god we're going up really high like what's this drop gonna be like now i'm getting a little scared but like wow we're up really high oh my god we're still going and then you get to the top and it does not go straight down it just kind of goes like this and then like curves around to the side that is exactly what this movie was like going up and then it went over a small speed bump and then just like went in a circle that's it (laughs) End of movie. Um, Which is a shame. I love Joel McHale more than life itself, and I really Joel wanted McHale him was to be in great. This. Paul Shear, again, he from was How great. to Get This Made, Stephen Root, John Daly, who is a guy uh, we used to love back in the UCB days here True. in Los Angeles. Charlene Yee is in this movie. It's really weird. Like, it just goes like weird. Uh, like unnecessary places after just setting up a premise. You're just like, yeah, I'm on board. This is great. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, I, I have to wonder. There's a part of me that thinks maybe the script was really great and that's what attracted these people to the project in the first place. And then, like, somebody fucked it up, whether it was the directing and the editing or just the editing or I, I don't I, know. I, I, watching it, I was like, is there, like, 10 or 15 minutes missing from, like, yes, towards, that's what the, I mean. towards the end of the movie? Right. Because especially, like, the very end, something happens with Charlene Yee where I looked at oh, yeah. Christy and I looked at each other and we're like, What? So, I don't know. Like I said, it just seemed like a great premise, a great cast. It just kind of like lost its way midway and just never found found it back. So Sad but true. Happily uh, is that one. Uh, happily, which really should have been titled, meh. Uh, a movie that was not happy, and I'm happy that Chrissy did not watch it f- with me, is a movie called Spiral, colon, from the Book of Saul. Oh, no. So this is the movie starring Chris Rock, which is like the new Saul movie. Like Saul's back, guys. You remember how there was like 10 of them and then there was like a couple movies and we didn't have any Saul's? Now it's back and it's starring Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson and there's probably a killer and some crazy shit going on even though like the real Saul guy like died back in Saul 3 like guys, I'm pretty sure I only ever saw Saw one. I really don't like the Saw movies. I think I watched. I think I, I I liked like the first three maybe, and then I watched most of the rest out of like I kind of I kind of know what's going on with this. Mm-hmm. Guess what, Chrissy? Not a what? lot. Not a lot going on with them. So anyway, Bummer. I was excited just because like, hey, Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson. What's going on with this, Chrissy? This movie was not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. So it was really weird watching this movie because, you know, they put money into it. There there are crazy Saul traps going on, but it's like they took a cop um, serial killer type movie, just like a, a bland cop serial killer type movie, 
And right up to the point where they like go and investigate like the murders, that's when the crazy saw shit goes on. <laughs> so it'd be like, you know, uh Chris Rock, you know, talking with his partner and, you know, investigating. And then all of a sudden it cut to like, you know, a guy getting his fucking toes ripped off. Oh. You know, or shit like, you know, a guy Yikes. getting pelted with glass. And so it was whiplash because I was like, oh, there's Samuel Jackson. They're like talking about this. But oh, my God, now another fucking song. <laughs> Yikes. So at, at the end of the day, I was just like, what's the point of this? Like, you know, I guess they did OK. But like, was this warranted? Like, did they were they like because you really wanted to bring Saul back in a major way if they've already had 10 of them. Right. And Chris Rock really wanted to do this. And he was like, I'm I think he was like a producer on this or something. But no, no. I understand. Not a, not a big fan of it at all. That because I'm not a horror fan, I can't identify. But who watches these movies? Like, what joy do they possibly get out of watching them? I don't understand. How did this get made? Yeah. So I don't know if there's going to be more. I, I doubt there's going to be any more spirals or saws after uh, that one. Oh, oh darn. Uh, <laughs> Um, a, a movie you kind of watched with me uh, called Host, which was barely an hour long. Oh. The Zoom kind of uh, seance Christ. movie. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, no, wait. I'm saying Jesus Christ because I, would watch- I was thinking of something different. But go on. Now I know what you're talking about. This keeps happening. We're like, which one are we talking about? You're talking about the one where they're on Zoom. Yes. Got it. Do you remember that one? Yes. Uh, that one was much better than the one I was out, thinking of. I think... A couple months into COVID, everybody's like, what the, f-? you know, everybody's like, what do we do? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, someone made this all on Zoom. It's a, you know, a ghost type seance movie. Yeah. Inventive. Not bad. No, very inventive. When you think about it, you know, if somebody said to you, hey, I'm going to give you whatever the budget was. Let's just say it was like, it seemed like it was very Five low bucks. budget. <laughs> I was no, going to say a million. The end, there was some stuff going on where I was like, right. oh, you know, well, so I was gonna it's say, not like, your mom and pop. A million type operation. Here's a million dollars. Make a movie that is entirely socially distant and uh, mainly takes place on Zoom and make it interesting. Go. It was really surprising that they did it as well as they did. And uh, as I mentioned a minute ago, I hate horror movies. And this borders somewhere between thriller and horror, but I thought it was great. Yeah. So um, that's on Shutter, uh, all the you know regular spots as well. Like I said, it's barely, it's 60-some minutes maybe, so it's really easy to watch. Maybe that's another reason I liked it. There you go. (laughs) Short movies for the win. Host. So I actually like that. I would recommend that. So we're moving up in the the recommend. Now, these next three movies are... Do I hear somebody yelling? I hear a small child, but I think he's playing with his sister. Um, So these three movies, Chrissy did not watch with me, but... I uh, had gone into, I don't know, I read an article about Psycho, the original Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock, oh. uh, several weeks ago. I'm going to go check on the screaming child Sorry, guys. about Psycho. Sorry, if you hear screaming in the background, it's probably why we barely able to <laughs> tape in the first place. Chrissy didn't watch these with me anyway, so I could quickly talk about these. But anyway, everyone knows Alfred Hitchcock, uh, the original Psycho, you know, the shower scene, his, his mom in quotes... That movie, you know, classic, whatever. 
I had seen that movie, I don't know, three or four times. Um, I, I saw it in college in a film studies class. And then I had seen the one, uh, the remake, the Gus, Gus Van Sant remake once. And that was all I always needed to watch that. But I had never, ever seen the sequels. So I was like, whoa, like I never watched the sequels. What happened with, uh, with Psycho? And so on Peacock, Peacock has Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. And then on Tubi uh, is Psycho 4 colon the beginning. And I watched all three of them in the span of like a day. And I can say, if you've never seen any of those, and I'm saying this because we're in the middle of the kind of countdown of worst to best, Psycho 2 might be my favorite the whole lot. Like even better than the original. It is pretty fucking great, guys. If you've never watched it, again, it's on Peacock. Basically, um, he, uh, uh, Norman, what was his name? Norman? Norman? Um, I'm going to punch it in right here. Uh, hold on. Anyway, it happened, the The events of, of Psycho 2 happened, uh, you know, several years after Psycho 1. And basically, what happens in that movie is everyone still thinks that Norman is like totally innocent, especially the local police. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Psycho 2. I'm going to pull it up. Dun, bah, bah. Bah, bah, bah. Yes. So Psycho 2 came out in 1983. There we go. Um, it, 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 it only made $5 million. It's crazy, guys. 22 years. There you go. I was looking for that number. I'm sorry. So after 22 years of psychiatric care, Norman Bates attempts to return to a life of solitude, but the specters of his crimes and his mother continue to haunt him. So it's basically 22 years later. It's all about the trauma that he went through, but also weirdly, um, a lot of the townsfolk and like I said, the police force are really on team Norman and like wanting him to get better. He's got like a job at like a, like a waffle house type burger joint. And the whole movie is just like him, like trying to leave (laughs) killing behind, but kind of getting pulled back into that. And like I said, I was totally surprised because I was like, Whoa, like this is almost better than the original directed by Richard Frank Franklin, uh, Tom Holland, who I love. Um, wrote uh, co-wrote the movie I think um, but yeah Psycho 2 amazing great movie Psycho 3 which happens directly basically directly after the events of Psycho uh, 2 is good directed by um, Anthony Perkins who actually plays the role of Norman Bates he directed the third one it kind of went loopy for me like I was like okay like not as good as the second one still okay He's still there's still crazy shit going on. Um, the lawnmower man, what's his name? The guy from the lawnmower man. I'm gonna look him up. Do 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 do. Psycho three guys. 1986. Psycho three. Again, this one is on Peacock. So Jeff Fahey, the guy from the lawnmower man. He's in Lost. He's in uh, Psycho three. Is one of the main characters in one of the craziest roles ever. Like lawnmower man is crazy, but he's in this movie Psycho three, and I'm like, what? Jeff Fahey. So, Psycho 2, great. Psycho 3, good. Psycho 4, absolute shit. Okay? I I was on a journey with Psycho 2 and Psycho 3, and I assumed that Psycho 4 was going to just, like, happen right after, you know, the events of Psycho 3, because Psycho 3 ends in a way where you're like, okay, 
how the hell does Norman Bates get out of this one? And uh, I don't know if you've seen Psycho 4. It's a TV movie that basically just like pretends that Psycho 2 and Psycho 3 didn't happen. So I was like, damn. And it sucked. And I was bummed because that was the last one. Anyway, Chrissy, I just went through like a three-minute psycho. I was just like, I'd seen like the classic. I'd seen the remake uh, of Psycho, but I'd never seen the sequels. And I'm like, I wonder what happened to Norman Bates. And so that's how I went to that kind of psycho journey. Speaking of psycho journeys, I just had to wipe a six-year-old's butt. Oh, is that what he was screaming about? <laughs> yes. Wow. Thanks, thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Right. No, it's not it's your mom right next door to him. Oh, I thought you were giving me a genuine thank you. <sighs> Great. I, I was like, no. is he yelling for a reason? Yes. Wipe his butt. He wasn't downstairs. He was upstairs. He was in his room. <sighs> there you go. Yep. So my, there you go. My hearing. He sat in his in his own room, sitting on the toilet going, Mama. Uh, we're almost towards the top of the list. This movie I have towards the top of the list. It's in the, what, four spots? So it's kind of like in the middle. Um, but after watching it, a lot of people just like trashed it online. It's on Netflix. I want to get Chrissy's read on this movie starring Amy Adams. It's called the woman in the window. Do you remember that movie? Chrissy? I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. What did you think of the woman in the window? I have mixed feelings about it. Okay. On one hand, I enjoyed it. Um, Amy Adams is one of those actors uh, kind of similar to Joel McHale for me in that, not that I'm attracted to her the way I am to Joel, but what I'm getting at is that like, even if the project isn't great, you still kind of like it because you like the lead actor or actress. So I enjoy Amy Adams and therefore I kind of enjoy anything she does. But despite Amy's fantastic performance, I do feel like this movie is a little bit problematic in terms of... um, how it's presented. It feels very much like a play that they decided to adapt into a movie. And I think that is not a great thing. Like if you had shown me this on uh, off Broadway and said, Hey, let's go watch a play. I have a feeling I would have thought it was amazing, but the film or the cinematic translation is just okay. The logline for this one, again on Netflix, is an agoraphobic woman living alone in New York begins spying on her new neighbors only to witness a disturbing act of violence. So, uh, directed by Joe Wright, again, stars Amy Adams, Gary Oldman is in here, uh, Julianne Moore, a lot of actors that I love. Um, I think I'm, maybe I liked it more than you did. I think you did. Uh, It's, I. uh, it's a definite example of style over substance. Um, the the director, Joe Wright, obviously, he uses a lot of um, Hitchcockian type camera moves type thing. True. Like, there's a very rear window vibe to this yes. throughout. And I guess I like that, that kind of stuff um, a lot. It's... It goes like a little bonkers later on in the movie, and that kind of reminded me of old school like '90s thrillers, like uh, the Hand That Rocks the Cradle type stuff. Which, by the way, also Julianne Moore was in that movie. Oh, there you go. Anyway, very uh, camp, like trashy, like beach novel type movie. Um, so I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I mean, it was a beach novel. It was called "The Woman in the Window" by A.J. Finn. Anyway, but yeah, the going into it, I knew. That's what kind of movie it was, and I guess a lot of people thought it was going to be more than that, or more like, um, you know, involved than it was. Like I said, yeah, 
if you like uh, Hitchcock type, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we're all a little agoraphobic now anyway. <laughs> right? I guess timing wise, you're right? right. That part does hit home. And I, there, there are redeeming elements. I, I don't want to imply for a minute that like, oh, I didn't enjoy it. I did. Yeah. It's just one of those things that it's it's weird how it, you read this and you're like, that would work so well as a play, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to a, a movie. Okay. Anyway, The Woman in the Window on Netflix. All right. We're going to go. We're almost there towards the top. Uh, Are we going to talk about that one movie that you made me stop doing my nighttime routine in order to watch? <laughs> Is that on there? <laughs> that's the one that that's the one I was going to talk about next. Okay, well, perfect timing. Do you remember the name of it? VHS. Oh no, that's not the one I was talking about. God damn it! That was ten minutes of a movie. No, it. Oh fuck you! Yes, it was. It was not. Guys, if I sound salty about this, it's because I am. I was washing my face after the kids ran me ragged. I wouldn't go to bed till like 11 o'clock. And I'm like, I'm finally by myself. I can finally wash my face. And you were like, are you done yet? I want you to come watch this. And I was like, I peeked around the corner and you were like, no, 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 like watch this. And then I sat with you and it kept going. And I was like, what are we watching? I hate it. And why did you do this to me? In summation, fuck you. Anyway, I showed her a segment from a movie called VHS 2, <laughs> which is uh, obviously, you know, uh, different uh, segments, kind of like a Twilight Zone thing, but Yo, it's, oh, it's yeah. more... Uh, Super Twilight zone What? Except if Twilight Zone were full of gore and it were nothing like the Twilight Zone, then sure. Anyway, the VHS one I showed her is too. about it like a... A cult in Indonesia that a documentary crew in the segment is going to interview, like the cult leader, and just shit goes awry right in the middle. And I thought it was great. Chrissy did not like it at all. I can't with you. It was just like, it was. Chrissy, I mean, I can look up the, it was maybe 15 minutes tops. I don't care. It wasn't very long. It was really gory, guys. And I get it again, if that's your thing. I mean, I guess I don't get it. I don't know why that's your thing, but okay, it's your thing. It's not my thing, though, and there was just so much of it, especially in the last fourth of it. Like, I have to say, in the first mm, third, I was like, all right, where's it going? I'm kind of curious now. Like, I kind of hate that you made me stop my routine for this, but okay. But no, by the by the time we got to the where everything fell apart, like you said, I was like, I is this necessary? I'll save you time. It is not. I disagree. I like the VHS movies. Sorry that you watched it with me. I think it's good. I, I accept your apology. VHS 2. It's on Tubi, by the way, guys. I mean, it's produced by Bloody Disgusting. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, then I don't know what does. Do you know a lot about Bloody Disgusting? Person? I know what the words mean. <laughs> Gareth Evans was the director uh, of that segment. He also did the the Raid movies, which are awesome as well. So if you like those movies, it's on, on a gore meter. I don't know. Because he's like making a face. The I mean, movie- I guess it de- depends on what your meter is. It's subjective. But if you don't like gore, it's high on the gore meter. If you love gore... What's wrong with you? I wanted to ask you about a movie you just watched recently uh, for the first time called Joyride, Chrissy, from 2001, starring Paul Walker. Oh, yeah. 
uh, Lily Sobieski. You Steve, did see more movies than I thought. <laughs> Steve Zahn. Yeah, like, <laughs> Chrissy, without me as a stenographer, Chrissy would be like, I haven't seen any movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's not wrong. Oh, it's sad. Uh, my, my brain is one big temporary cache. Luckily, I've been using Letterboxd uh, myself to kind of mark ones we've seen and ones I've seen. Uh, but Joyride came out in 2001. Chrissy had never seen it before. And it, I saw it, it was free on Tubi. I'm like, oh, this is a, a good short 90-minute thriller. Be- before we get into that, can what? I have one more minute with VHS? Just one more. That's it. <laughs> one more. <laughs> I then, wasn't going to talk about that because, again, well, it's just a segment I from a movie you I watched. I need to because, look, so this article I'm reading is called Get the Fuck Out. VHS 2 is unwatchable from start to finish. And there's a screen grab from the exact segment Justin forced me to watch. And it's the only the first sentence. That's it. Just the first sentence. In this indescribably gory, violent, plotless, and deranged purloin of every horror movie ever made by amateurs with a wobbly, nauseatingly handheld camera, seven unknown directors hell-bent on remaining that way enter a dark, deserted house containing a pile of VHS tapes. Okay. Well, I disagree. The segment, <laughs> the segment, the segment in the movie is called Safe Haven. Safe Haven. Um, like I said, Indonesia, a film crew composed of four members... Uh, infiltrate a cult known as Paradise Gates in the hope of shooting a documentary about their mysterious activities with numerous cameras, both displayed and hidden. I thought it was great. It's a diabolically psychotic, submental, and completely unwatchable back. disaster. We should go back and watch the first VHS, <sighs> and then we can watch the segments we didn't watch in VHS 2, and then you can have a more full like decision about it. Zero out of four stars. <laughs> Although Chrissy always like Googles like hate VHS two, it's like look, no. look on this person's blog. <laughs> it says zero out of four. <laughs> oh. It was Observer dot com. Okay, Observer dot com. There's a character in Mythic Quest, uh, the show I talked about <laughs> earlier. is is a kid named uh, Pooty, uh-huh. uh who is like a one of those YouTuber. Not to be confused with Danny Pooty. You YouTuber kids, they yeah. they make fun of YouTube anyway. The whole point I was talking about this is this kid on the show who who does like video game reviews. Like reminded me of all the kids. Our kids only watch YouTube. Like most of the time, ridiculous. They love kids playing video games and you know younger adults playing video games. Anyway, Pooty always gives games uh, on a butthole system. So he's like, I give this game three out of four buttholes. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought Chrissy probably would give. Uh, safe haven zero out of four buttholes zero buttholes guys <laughs> zero buttholes okay guys. i'm sorry but back to the next movie joyride, joyride. 2001 <laughs> chrissy yeah you just watched it for the first time i did i just reminded you now i gotta ask you what you thought i actually really like this movie <gasps> yes yeah this was another one of those movies where i i do think that um it's funny you earlier you, when you were talking about woman in the window you said it's a little more style over substance I actually would ascribe what you said about that to this. It is a little more style over substance as well. But I was here for the style in this one. Uh, interestingly, I, I, I've never like stand Steve Zahn in any movie, but he was fantastic in this. He's to, great. Yeah, to a point where I, I thought that in his minor role, well, minor compared to, I guess, the lead character, 
it was um, he was kind of like a saving grace of the movie. Uh, the basic premise for this is that these two guys end up having to drive across the Western United States uh, first to pick up one of them brothers and then uh, to pick up Lily Sobieski before heading back home. And unfortunately, they make the mistake of communicating on a CB radio with a truck driver who it just goes awry from there. What not to do on a CB radio. <laughs> Joyride. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not all that joyful. I, I mean, there were moments that were tense in a good way, not tense in a I'm going to puke because of what I just saw on screen way. And um, taking it like a step further, and I can't believe I'm saying this about a 2001 film, but I'm looking at it with a 2021 lens. There is something interesting to be said about the theory of revenge that this person takes on our main characters for doing something that is back then considered a joke but now would be, I think, really, really frowned upon because it makes somebody else feel marginalized and less than and, you know, sucks. It's like a form of bullying, basically. And that's the premise for why everything goes awry. Directed by John Dahl, co-written by J.J. Abrams. Nice. Again, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Anyway, the three oh, of that the, part's hard to watch. The three of them say. and their kind of uh, repartee together um, and then it being only 90 minutes there's not a lot of meat on the bone there. They just make a mistake, and then all of a sudden, this guy is kind of like a shark, just like following them around. And one of the best parts, and the most, uh, the reason I always remember it is the guy. Uh, you only hear him for like yeah. the first eighty minutes, and then you barely see him at the end. But he's got the um, really uh, deep. Uh, Candy boys, candy cane, candy cane. He's right up there with bees. Candy cane, yeah. Candy man was coming. Candy man, you see the candy man? Bitch, you see the candy man? Oh man, we got to bring back the candy. You know, there's a new candy man coming out later this year, Chrissy. Is there? I did not know. Oh my god, that's funny. Oh my god, I'm so excited about that. There's also two more joy rides that I found out exist after watching this movie. Uh, none of the original cast or, or makers, but I'm like, kind of like Psycho. I'm like, I got to see where this goes. <laughs> I got to see Candyman. That's a level of, of uh, commitment that I don't have. Like, I adore Center Stage. I never saw Center Stage 2 without any of the cast or maybe one of the cast members. Then and you're not a real fan. I guess not. Not a real fan. Anyway, uh, like I said, it, fun, you know, tight 90 minutes um, Lily Sobieski though I'm always like really Lily Sobieski I, I just rewatched Eyes Wide Shut recently with her in it oh boy and it was like oh she was miscasting that that, that was weird Ugh. she was one of those you know in retrospect it's funny because we saw her in this like in, uh, you said about um, Eyes Wide Shut I only watched a tiny portion of it again I tolerated her <laughs> I can't say like tolerated her a lot more than I did back in like the early aughts I couldn't stand Stand her back then. The only movie I remember seeing her in where I was like, oh, that seems like the right part for her was she was in Never Been Kissed, remember? As kind of like the nerd girl. Yeah. That came like to the the the, the dance is like a, like a molecular, ooh, a molecular atom or whatever. Do you remember She's, that? Uh, vaguely. I don't know. She seems like really just like nerdy, like bookish type. Oh, that's funny that that's how your impression is. My, I just find her, and I hate to say this because I don't like knocking on women, I just, I find her really unlikable. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so it's funny because like I thought, oh, she would have been good in 
um, Julia Stiles part in 10 Things I Hate About You. But that's the thing. Julia Stiles is actually a likable person. And so there are redeeming qualities of the character. Um, whereas if Lily had done it, although it would have been perfect on one hand, on the other hand, I think I would have hated the movie. <laughs> so Candy cane. Yeah. Candy cane. I don't like her. Joyride. Pretty good. Chrissy liked it. Yeah, movie's good, though. Solid B movie. Like, it's a good Agreed. B movie. Yes. Uh, a movie that I just watched two two nights ago. Um, Nobody. Chrissy, have you heard about this movie? No. Nobody star- stars Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Do you know who Bob Odenkirk No, I just is? like what you said. It stars Bo- Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Go on. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up on the IMDb. 2021 film just came out this year. It's a bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord. No good deed goes unpunished. Yes. So imagine John Wick, but it's not Keanu. It's Bob Odenkirk. And Already a bummer. His Dog, somebody doesn't kill his dog. He just finally gets really pissed off um, on a bus one day because some guys <laughs> are being douches. Speed? And really just like annihilates these guys on a bus. And one of the guys on that bus happens to be the son of like some Russian mobster or something. That's mm. nobody. And so um, Bob Odenkirk basically pay- plays this guy who was like, in his past life, he was like, um, you know, the guy who was called when the CIA, the CIA and the FBI wanted someone taken care of quickly and quietly. I see. And then he became a family man and he has, you know, two kids at home, a wife and a job that he goes to in like a uh, warehouse, just like punching things. And that's his his life. But he still remembers when he was a badass. And, you know, every time he's at, you know, McDonald's and they forgot to give him a straw or something, he's just like. <laughs> but he doesn't until, like he I said, holds back. And so, like I said, he um, actually is in a situation where he's just like, I can't hold back anymore. And he, the the only, not, I won't say the only reason. There's two reasons to watch this movie. One, that scene about 20, 30 minutes in, in the bus, was just like, yes. I wish the whole movie was like this. <laughs> it's like it's like the raid with Bob Odenkirk for like a second on a bus. And I'm just like, nice. yes, I'm bored. Because he's in his 40s, he's older, you know. Right, I get it. He's like falling asleep over there. No, I'm not. I'm just laying. And then number two, um, high school, I was a big Wu-Tang fan. RZA comes up in this movie towards the end. Yeah. With, it's it's Bob Odenkirk, RZA, and Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future beating some ass all together. And I'm just like, yes! (laughs) So worth it just for them as well, but um, really surprised me. Nobody started Bob Odenkirk. Uh, I don't even know what else Bob Odenkirk has been in. Mister Show. He was in. Um, I I mainly know him from Breaking Bad. He was in uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, a lot, I, of, a lot of TV stuff. It would appear. It would appear. I'm not familiar with any of his work. You're not an Odenkirk fan. I mean, maybe I could be, but I haven't seen him work. Anyway. There's only one more movie left, Chrissy. As what? We've, we've woven our way through all these TV and movies. We've watched a lot more than I knew. What, what, what else did we see? <laughs> you don't remember? Oh. A little movie on HBO Max that just recently oh. came out last week called In the yes. Heights. Yes. Indeed. We did watch it In the Heights. Um, 
So, In the Heights, uh, directed by uh, John Chu. Mm -hmm. John Chu? Yes. And From the musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda. You heard of him? Yes. He's pretty special. Heard of him. (laughs) Um, I'd never, obviously I'd never seen the musical before. Yeah. Having, I think I heard a song when you might have been playing it. <laughs> when I played it in the background. So I came, <laughs> I, I went in pretty, uh, you know, pretty fresh. Yeah. Chrissy, you, yes. you weren't, you weren't as fresh, but. I was, I was more fresh than uh, a lot of my musical theater loving friends who stand the show and like really knew it well. Um, but, What'd you think? But yes, I, I, I really enjoyed it. So here's the thing, guys. You know how when you read a really good book, uh, or if you are a Broadway or a musical theater fan, you see a show, but then it gets turned into a movie and you're like, oh, disappointing. Yeah. But if you do it the other way around, you see the movie first and then you read the book. It's like, oh, I really liked that. So this was the case for me. I really enjoyed In the Heights. I have a feeling had I been able to see the actual production on Broadway, I would have liked that more, uh, in which case the movie would have been more disappointing. But, you know, hat tip to both John Chu and Lin-Manuel here because those boys know how to put on a good show. It does feel like all the songs are organic. Sometimes if you're not a musical theater fan, you watch a a movie and you think like, oh, this feels very artificial, you know, like, and now it's a dance break. Um, And that didn't feel the way here. It felt like this is something like our daughter Brooklyn said, I want to go live in New York. And I said, well, me too. And she goes, no, I want to live in the Heights. I want to do this. I want this to be like, she thought that's what they do. So uh, all that is to say, I think they captured the spirit of New York and particularly Washington Heights very, very well. I love, 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 love the cast. I thought they were excellent and well cast in each of their roles. I'm glad Lynn didn't, you know, double down on playing Usnavi. He's aged out of the role and it was nice to see him pass the baton. Uh, and there are a lot of little Easter eggs for us fans. You know, Christopher Jackson has a cameo. Lynn himself has a cameo. Um, it's kind of a shame that they wrote out Nina's mom, but sorry, Priscilla Lopez. I guess it is what it is. Uh, I, I overall really, really enjoyed it. I want to see it again. Awesome. All right. So I was super fresh, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's here's my main takeaways. Number one, overall, loved it. Number two, Anthony Ramos, star. He's so good. So Good star. Number three, cinematography. Holy fucking shit. It's great. Like, we've seen a lot of musicals. I've seen a lot of musicals. Mm-hmm. And usually you're like, oh, like that was a good, that was some good cinematography. Like, and then you have to wait a little bit. Oh, there's some more. Throughout this whole film, there's motion, things are going on in the background. Amazing cinematography. Yes. Especially the, the one where they're on the side of the building. Uh, and then the biggest thing that I that I realized when I was watching, I was like, "Oh my god, this director directed one of my favorite movies." That every time I bring it up, people are like, "What, really? Crazy Rich Asians?" Nope. Ugh. Nope. Every time I bring it up, people are like, "Really, Justin? You love that movie?" I'm like, "Yes. Watch it right now." Okay. What is that movie you guys are thinking? Because watching this movie, I was like, "Oh my god, they just took." That's one of the scenes from one of my favorite movies directed by John Chu. And like it's like the whole movie. And so like the whole time I was like, yes, yes, this. Because and you talked about Brooklyn liking this. Watching this movie, especially if you love musicals, you love New York, you just want to be there. Yes. You just want to be in it. And like throughout this movie, you're like you're 
in it. Like you're in like the the nail salon as they're doing that song. Mm-hmm. You're at the beat. You're at the a pool when they're doing that that whole pool sequence. I was like, that was great. Very as, bugsy. As someone who's been Busby in like production and stuff and like you know, involving extras, I'm just like, oh, how did they do this? Yep. This must have taken forever. Anyway, John Chu, because <laughs> he's gonna be like back in 2008. Directed a film called Step Up Two Cole in the Streets. <laughs> oh my God. So, Justin. One of my favorite dancing movies of all time. I didn't say this because I didn't want my musical theater card to be taken away from me, but I swear to God, on my life, I thought about Step Up yes. while I was considering, particularly the scene where they dance along the side of the building. Yes. There's a. Any any step up fans like 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 me will know that in step up two there's a sequence where there's a uh, salsa sequence at a party an outdoor party yeah where they they dance I think it's a carnival um, in the barrio anyway. that one no I'm talking about step up two oh not in the heights whatever no I'm talking about <laughs> this segment in step up two that I love I love that movie but in step up two there's a salsa sequence where there's like a like a salsa feeling ah. and then you want to be there at this party and people are dancing and like food and like the 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 cast looks like they just like they're not like actors they're just there Amaz- I was like this is in the heist this is that movie everybody's going to want to watch step up to the streets now but- or they could watch in the heights <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm just I, I liked there. In the Heights, but Step Up Through the Streets, again, Chrissy, this is one of my all-time favorite movies, <laughs> is what I'm talking about. <laughs> you think I'm, I'm not kidding. It's great. Fantastico. So it, while we're on the subject of our, our daughter, Brooklyn, Brooklyn turns nine um, in a little over a month now, and she has been a little boy crazy since she was young, right? Like, And you think she's young now. I'm talking like six. She's like talking about boys and who she's going to marry. So she saw In the Heights, and I don't think you and I have discussed this yet. She asked me as I tucked her into bed that night, she goes, Mama, and I said, yes. And she said, do we have anyone in our family who is Latino or Latina? I said, I'm sorry, honey. We are pretty darn white. And she goes, but but I want to marry somebody who is. And I was like, fantastic. That's great. And she was like, I, she's pulled her life plan. I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to live in Washington Heights. And I'm going to marry somebody whose last name is like Escondido or Chavez. Or like she, she literally named several different words in Spanish. One of them may or may not have been like Fiesta. And I was like, that's not a last name. But she's determined. She's going to find her Romeo. Wow. I know. Wow. Behold the power of Anthony Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she said that this is her new favorite movie too, right? She did say that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she's been listening to it too. Anyway, I liked it a lot. Only negatives I can think of is, um, you know, there's not any like really singable songs. Like what? No, just like what that I can remember the words for. Like I could start singing it now. In the heights. Okay, sing the rest. <laughs> so I'm saying, in like, the heights. You're talking about like you know, the numbers are kind of like just like in the moment type thing, and they're like talky and stuff. So it's a little you know. like no. To be fair, 
It's a little like Hamilton. The first time you there listen you to Hamilton, there's too much to absorb. There's a I can't there's a lot of words, guys. Yeah. But then if you listen to it 10, 20 times, you know the songs by heart and then they're very singable. This is this a similar situation, you know, Lin Manuel writes a very specific way in the same way that Stephen Sondheim writes in a very specific way. Uh, so if if you are very familiar with the the lyrics and music from Hamilton, you will also be very familiar with how In the Heights flows lyrically. So you do have to listen to it a few times in order to get it under your belt. Also a little long, two hours and 23 minutes. A little long, maybe, but also worth it. Maybe I'm getting a little old, but yeah. <laughs> wasn't 60 minutes like VHS? It wasn't 60 minutes. God damn it, that movie. Oh my gosh. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah. So In the Heights is definitely the best movie I've probably seen in the last month. Um, if you like musicals. If you like Hamilton, you like Lin-Manuel, you like uh, good dancing, cinematography, joyful, like a joyful movie. uh, Yes. There is something we should discuss, though. Yes. Um, Have you heard about the whole controversy of underrepresentation of Afro-Latinos? Yeah. What do you think about it? As a lily white guy, I'm not the right person to talk about that. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. All, that's what I would say. It is true. You know, I, that's a fair argument because we, honestly, we white people shouldn't we weigh I, in on every single thing. As here. a white guy, when something something like something like that comes up, I'm like, I shouldn't be talking about this. But also, I know that progress doesn't come all at once. That's what I was just going to say. And like, you know, if, if a little progress for another doesn't mean, you know, no progress. For, we just all got to progress, you know. Progress for that's and, exactly and they, what I was thinking. Lin Manuel came out and he said the right things and yeah. stuff. So, um, but it, but it is a, a it's a fair assessment to make. Yes. But we can't point the fingers at this movie and say, look what they did, because they unfortunately, it's been a super underrepresented group, you know, across all movies and and television for that matter. So this movie tries. Yes. Does it hit the mark? No. But it's like you said, it's progress. It's a step in the right direction. Joyful. Joyful movie. Great movie to watch. Anyway, HBO Max. Check it out. In the Heights. That's what we've been streaming. Para siempre, siempre. We, we've gone along, over long. We apologize. Siempre. Um, so we just celebrated Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Justin. But you know what that means, Chrissy? What? You, you know what our next episode is next week? Your birthday. Birthday episode. Yay! And guess what we're going to be watching, guys? Whatever you want. VHS2. Do you know what I mean? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> Just hit my head. I'm sorry, Chrissy. Are you okay? I'm okay. No, but now that I have you on the mic and you can't back out of this, okay. My idea, um, hopefully, we can do this is for my birthday. Yes. Continue my favorite horror franchise. Yes. No. Yes. No. Next week, Freddy's back, guys. We're continuing the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I know you guys have been waiting on pins and needles, especially Chrissy, who uh, famously. And controversially said that Freddy's Dead is her favorite Nightmare on Elm Street of all time. I can't with you. But this next one that we got going on, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Wes, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, sorry. <laughs> um, I think it might be even... I, th- I think she might like it better. So I would love to like really like hit do a double feature and hit it home for my birthday and do Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason because I know both of them are on HBO Max. Just wait for us to watch. But, you know, I'll take, if I can get one, I'll take that. It's because I, I love those movies and I love Chrissy. And I just watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2 <laughs> just a second ago. <laughs> just, just 
they have a lot of good movies on HBO Max. Like out of all the streaming sites, like the back catalog, HBO Max, very solid. Anyway. Happy birthday, Justin. <laughs> like, I'm excited. Would you rather watch VHS 2 or so, VHS so 1? I'll, I'll tell you two? what. I'll tell you what. You know how um, there's this whole kind of like value proposition that if you put something cheap next to something expensive, they're going to want the more expensive thing because like, oh, it must be better, right? So this is kind of a similar sort of brain thing for me because you're like, let's continue in our journey for my birthday. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch the Human Senate P3. No, 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 no. So when you said this, I'm like, by comparison, such a deal. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe I save Human CP3 for me, me and Chris. Me and Chris. Yeah, no. Enjoy, Brayton. We <laughs> which, love you. Which, by God the speed. way, <laughs> this is for Tony, uh, our, our friend Tony. We've been asked to tell everybody the movies ahead of time that we're watching for our 80s horror, re- our first Re-watch? time watch. Not rewatch. Oh, first right. time watches. So thus far, we've done the stuff. And then we did uh, Death Spa. Yes. With you. Yes. And so the next one we're going to be watching is a movie um, from, I think it's Night. It's called Night of the Demons. Chrissy, have you seen Night of the Demons? I, Obviously, no. no, you haven't. No, I haven't. I'm pulling it up to see the date. 1988, Night of the Demons. I haven't even heard of it. Uh, the logline for this one is 10 teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. <laughs> anyway, Night of the Demons, right. 1988. That's the next movie we're going to be covering in, I think, two weeks. All right, then. Never seen it. Only remember the VHS cover, which is very scary. Maybe that one scared me off as a kid. And that's why I didn't <laughs> really delve into that one. Anyway. There you go, Tony. That's the one we're watching ahead of time. Uh, so you know ahead of time, Night of the Demons. And then next week, guys, we got the Fantasy Movie Draft returning. Uh, we've been doing our uh, 2010s Fantasy Movie Draft Royal Rumble Tournament. We're going year by year. We've done 2010, 2011, 2012. And so next week, 2013. We're, we're drafting from the films of 2013. Both Ryan and Gerald return uh, to uh, you know defend... Say defend their titles, claim their crown in the Royal Rumble. You just got to stay on top of the mountain. You don't want to <laughs> not get knocked off the mountain. We got two new drafters coming in to to take them down. Gerald's lasted three rounds now, so uh, that's pretty great. Gerald, way every, to go! Everybody's gunning for that spot. Check it out. A lot of fun next week. Other than that, where can you find us online, Chris? Well, we're on all the socials. Well, not all. There's a few we're not, but mostly. We are um, at Movie Geek Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Should we have a TikTok, Justin? Absolutely not. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't even get you to take the actual podcast. You don't run any social media. Chrissy's run just, my own. Chrissy's just trying to add stuff. Why don't you run? Then you can run the, the podcast. Stuff. I'll let Brooklyn, just like we let her briefly do Snapchat, we'll let her oh run the TikTok. Oh my God, no more social media. <laughs> anyway. It's been fun, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry we were going for a while. Hopefully you find some cool things to stream. A lot of stuff out there. Fun times, for sure. Again, next week, we've got Fantasy Movie Draft. We will see you then. Woo-woo. This is the block in the heights. I hang my flag upon this So far away But as for Manana Mi Bana You gotta just keep running
Christ It's a hyper-shaped ice I ain't gonna say it twice Turn up the street lights We taking the flight To a couple of days in the life But what is life? In Washington